Hi everyone, it's Obi Abuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. This show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories and insights that will enable you to tap into the power of leading from the inside out. And I am delighted to welcome on the show, Mark Alera. Mark is the CEO of BT's consumer division, which includes three of the UK's leading communication brands, BT, EE, and Plusnet, as well as BT Sport. Mark's passionate about leading in a way that helps everyone feel welcome, feel they belong and can be themselves. He's held various senior leadership positions over the last 20 years. And on a personal level, he's a devoted family man, enjoys holidaying with his wife and children. He's a fan of Liverpool FC. I hope that doesn't isolate any of my viewers and listeners. Uh, a keen tennis player and manages an under 12 cricket team and so much more that can be said. But uh, Mark, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Yeah, great to be here, Obi. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so, so good. And I'm looking forward to our conversation as well about uh, leadership. I know that's an important element for you as well. And, and there's a lot that you have invested over the years in not only growing in your own leadership, but equipping leaders around you. So we're looking forward to the conversation that we're going to have. Uh, so our, our listeners and viewers get to know more about you. They've obviously heard my intro, but I'd love what would you like to add that I haven't said? And, and I'll also tag on, what do you enjoy most about being a leader? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of said it all in that intro really well. I think, you know, really busy work life. Um, you know, it's, it's a fantastic organization that I'm lucky enough to lead um, three enormous brands, particularly EE and BT and, and the role they play in the UK, I mean, almost one in two homes in the UK has a connection, a relationship with us. So what we do really, really matters. And in particular, over the last couple of years with, with everybody, depending on the Internet, way more than they've ever done. You sure. know, that sense of responsibility at, in, in terms of the job I do and the job my team does has, has been huge. Um, but a really busy personal life. I've got three, three children, three boys, teenage boys. And, uh, you know, yourself, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, they you on your toes and keep you busy but uh you know equally keep you grounded as well and you know outside of work and ferrying them around uh, being a taxi service at the weekend i occasionally get out <laughs> and play tennis that's <laughs> how i describe it yeah <laughs> brilliant it, it sounds like you probably cut your your leadership really at home rather than out in the workplace uh, by the sounds of it um yeah. you you, you talked about being grounded and i'd love to touch on on that later on because um it, it's important to just connect with what are the things that keep us grounded as leaders so we sure. will come back uh, to that just on in terms of your role as a leader what what do you enjoy most about being a leader yeah i i think the thing i enjoy most is is the difference you can make um I know it's, it might sound obvious, but you're you're in a position where you can have a huge influence with everything, every decision you make, everything you say. And I think sometimes we can all underestimate the power of a few words to someone. Um, mm. 
someone giving feedback, um, giving someone a chance, giving someone an opportunity. You know, I've always been lucky enough in my career. I think I was always given chances, probably ahead of my capability, by by bosses who took a chance on me. They saw something in me they they liked and thought um, could be there, and I was I was probably promoted ahead of ahead of when I should have been. And 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 I always like to pass that um, down, basically, and and try and give people a chance, take a risk on people who got great values, good behaviours, mm. uh, and and that always pays off. Um, I think, you know, having having the position I have leading effectively the UK's larging, largest uh, communications organisation for consumers, the, the difference we can make for, we've got about 30 million customers connected. Wow. So, you know, we get something right, we get something right for 30 million people, we get something wrong, uh, you hear about it. But, but the difference we've been able to make, for example, during COVID, supporting our NHS workers, uh, supporting those who've been going through financial hardship and, and um, recently supporting those who have friends and relatives in the Ukraine as just an example, mm. the, the difference you can make with decisions and choices for, for good uh, is something that I enjoy the most. It's the best part of my job. Brilliant. No, I, I love that. I love the that emphasis on the impact on, on people, so the people within your team, within your organisation, um, the the chances and the opportunities you're able to give, but also the impact on the consumers as well. Because for those that aren't in the UK that are watching, listening to this, 30 million is pretty much half of the UK, you know, just under half. So that's a, a significant impact on our population. And I'm a big, a, a lot of the people that listen to me, watch me, they know I'm a big movie buff. And every so often there's always a reference that comes. And as you were describing your role, Mark, I couldn't help but think of the line in Spider-Man um, from his uncle, hey, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And it sounds like that's something that you really recognize, that there is a, a, a power and authority that comes with certain leadership positions, but that brings with it a responsibility that is one that's really meant to be handled appropriately. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. And we're, we're uh, in positions like this. We're a we're a platform for others, and we can make change in our in our organisation and outside our organisation. And and how there's only so many hours in the day, so you really got to think about how best you're going to use your time and your voice and your influence and your platform uh, to to create that change for good, whatever is your passion. And that's something I. I, I you know, take really really seriously as a, as a responsibility I have you know over and above running the business effectively sure. yeah yeah no, brilliant I, I love that and, we, and we'll talk on the show you know some of your personal stories but also some you know business kind of related but I, I'd like to this is a huge <laughs> question probably to kick off with but as you see it from your perspective what are some of the most significant challenges that you think leaders are facing today, possibly especially as we come out of COVID and are trying to navigate a, a post-COVID world? Yeah, I, I would think every generation of leaders would, would say, you know, we, we, it's much more difficult for us, uh, wouldn't they? But, but, I, but I genuinely feel um, being a leader today is, is, is an incredibly intense 
uh, it's an incredibly intense environment and world to to lead through because you've got this huge amount of disruption that's happening in every industry. You, you've got digital disruption and technology and new entrants and new business models being created everywhere to attack what what um, what used to be. You know the business models of the mm-hmm. past, the brands of the past, the ways of doing things. So you've got this incredible capability that's out there in terms of technology and digital um, tools that can power your business, but it can also disrupt your business so quickly. So I think the intensity of competition and the need to stay in touch with a fast evolving digital world that's incredibly disruptive is a really, really important part of of leading and and, and being aware of, of all of that. And I think the cycles of change are so much faster than leaders had to deal with in the past. Mm. So I think that's one one big uh, challenge I, w- I would point to. I think I think the other thing on a personal level is, is that the expectations of leaders are way beyond your role. I, I, I genuinely believe that leaders of the past were expected to lead their organisation, create the right strategies, allocate resources effectively to deliver on 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 the 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 resources that were given to them uh, and drive good financial outcomes for shareholders and and uh you know if you were lucky a happy engaged workforce in, in the past <laughs> sure. i think now the, the expectations are that you if something's going on in the world you, you are expected to have an opinion on it you're expected to have a voice on it your organization and your brand uh, the expectations of, of you as an individual and, and and the brands that you're running are that you do have an opinion on, um, you know, we've seen with with particularly through t- 21, 22 race and racism, as an example, yeah. conflict in Ukraine, you know, what's your stance yeah. on Russia and uh, other countries in, in war-torn areas? Um, the, the um, you know, diversity and inclusion as a, as a broad agenda on any, any mm. topic, whether it's, um, you know, any kind of prejudice that's going on there against people of a sexual orientation, gender, race, mm-hmm. ethnicity, doesn't matter. You're, you're under pressure to react to world events in a, in, in, in a way that, and cultural events in the country you're in, in a way that you've never had to do before. Mm. So I, th- I think having, so you've got that big disruption of technology change and then being so close to the, the feelings of your customers, the feelings of the country you're in and everything that's going on that's not not about your business, but it's about how people are feeling and thinking around issues that oh. are important to them and therefore what's your view on it? And, and yeah. you get asked this so often as, as a leader and I think that's a very demanding thing over yeah. and above run, just running a very large business. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, th- those are huge. I, I, a lot of my clients would echo the same sentiments and and I can imagine then that if you think of that disruption if you think of the increasing level of social consciousness and expectation of um, organizations and leaders to be good stewards of uh, our planet's needs not just organizational needs and saying hey we've hit our we've delivered on our bottom line and that's all that matters. It's well, you might've delivered on your bottom line, but how are you contributing to the goodness of our world and to the goodness of our people, right? So that's a a growing expectation. And 
So a lot of people listening and, and watching would say, so what do we do? And how are you navigating that yourself as a leader, These the that digital disruption, the expectations on a social level? How are you navigating that? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll start with the expectations on a on a social level. I think it's 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 incredibly important to be surrounded by people that can help you navigate and understand everything that's going on. I think it's it's, it's impossible to do by yourself. Mm, mm. And, and, and oh, could you, there's my there's my <laughs> watch talking to me. Uh, <laughs> that's, so, that's okay. So, so I think you know. Uh, you know, this is goes back to the importance of diverse teams. So you, whether it's mm -hmm. your direct team or other teams that you're part of, um, the expectations you put on your communications and marketing teams and marketing agencies and insight teams who should be really close to customers and just making sure you've got that pulse of everything that's going on. So you're, you're, you're able to pick up the trends and react to them quickly rather than reading about them in the in the newspaper the following day is such an important thing so mm. you know surrounding yourself with people who are on top of this as well as yourself um you know i try to read and be aware and be as plugged into as many communities as possible so i can understand as best i can what's going on for them um sure. and, and and you know we have a hundred thousand employees in our organization so that's a, that's a lot of people as a resource to to, yeah. um, to surround me with, and and, and um, you know they're, they're not afraid to share how they're thinking and feeling, which is great. Um, so mm. that's a really good thing to do. Um, I think on the digital disruption and the technology disruption, again, it's it's just being it's ensuring you've got this external perspective and you're you're as plugged into as many partners in the ecosystem as possible, large and small, and and ensuring. You know, I try and spend twenty to thirty percent of my time outside of my organization talking to external partners we either have relationships with or people who like relationships with us and, and who help me and the team understand what's going on mm -hmm. not just in our sector because i there's a lot i think that's happening now with technology which means there's a blurring of sectors i mean there'll, there'll come a point where a, a telco like ours could become with the power of technology a bank or an insurance sure. company and in many countries that's happened and equally you could have a bank becoming a telco that's that's also a, a possibility so spending time outside of sector spending time with partners spending time with technology teams um, and understanding what's happening uh, are really important things to do all the time not just once a year when it's budget time sure yeah yeah brilliant no, thank you and so so two incredible tips there on the social awareness and, and connectedness, just surrounding yourself with people that help you get a, a broader perspective than your own and, and just on the disruption, staying close to things and staying connected to people and to partners and understanding what's happening on, on the coal face of the industry really. So some great, great tips there. and. And just, I, I want to circle back to something you said at the beginning when you were just talking about family and your boys, and that keeps you grounded with all of the challenges <laughs> that you've mentioned you're facing, uh, leaders are, are facing. It it's, could be very easy to get lost in everything that's going on external and, and not have 
your own core, something that keeps you centered, something that keeps you smiling and laughing and, and remembering that you're human at the end of the day. Um, what are some of your core values as a leader and, and what else helps keep you grounded and in touch with what matters to you? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think it is so. The, the point of keeping grounded is so important, uh, I think, because the further up you go, the, the the greater the risk that you are more detached from uh, the people doing the most important jobs in the company, which which are those who are closest to the customer. Um, so I always try and ensure I am as close to them as I can possibly be, and spend as much time with them as I as I can possibly do. But um, I can't remember exactly who it was. It was someone once said, you know, that they, they talked about being handed a mug instead of a paper coffee. It might be Simon Sunak or someone like that. And that is, it's that it, it's for the you should you should never forget all these privileges that you get the cars the hospitality the tickets the invites the this the that and the other mm. that make your life much easier it's not for you it's mm. for the position you hold uh and i, th I think that's a great way of thinking about wow. it and, and yeah and divorcing your your ego and your personality from the role because it's the role and 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 all of those things are there for that so you i think that's that's a really important thing to do and i i've seen people sometimes blur the boundaries and 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 um, think it's about them and not the role. Sure. Uh, I think that's an important distinction. I, I think having people around you that keep you grounded is really important. When I think about my team, making sure you've, you've got people who aren't afraid to tell you that the, the stupid idea you've come up with is a stupid <laughs> idea. Yeah. <laughs> and explain why. Um, and and I, I think that's so important as well. So it comes back to the, having a diverse team and, and, and people who aren't um, uh, going to hold back in terms of how they think. And, and, you know, I put my, put my wife in that category as well uh, and my children and, and my friends, um, you know, I think that, so the people you surround yourself with, mm. um, I, I think is incredibly important as, as, uh, as you go on a journey and making sure that the people, you know, that's not changing. Yeah. Um, just because you've got a promotion, you know, the, the, your friends are your friends, you know, irrespective of level. Um, I, I think um, I'm trying to remember, what was your other question? The, the, there was the keeping ground a bit and then there was and, the, and your core values, the core values you hold values. as a leader. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we um, I think where the magic happens is, is if you can have your sort of, your personal values closely aligned with the brand values that you're working on mm. and the foundation you're working on. So I think, you know, I, wherever I felt more uncomfortable, it's, it's where I've got there's company values or priorities that are different to what I hold to be, to be true. I'm, sure. I'm lucky. I'm in, I'm in a great place right now where we've got a core value, for example, of personal, which is treating you like you want to be treated, which we use when we think about our colleagues as well as our customers, which is, you know, really core to how I uh, try and behave both to customers and, and colleagues alike, uh, which is about understanding them better, understanding their needs. And, and this could be the same of colleagues and customers and doing everything we can to support them and, and help them through our, our purposes, connecting for good. And um, we, we've got a chance to do things that align to that purpose every day. Mm. So that, that would be my big reflection on, 
where you can find a brand or shape a brand in a business where you can align those values really closely to what you uh, hold to be true and really important. That's that's when you're not having to behave differently or act differently um, than, than you'd, you'd feel comfortable with. And that's, that's a good place to be. And I, that's where I am right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, that, that's wonderful, actually, because I often, people ask me, oh, you know, do, do my values and the organization's values have to be exactly the same? And I say, no, they don't, but they do need to be complementary. Otherwise, you'll feel this tension. And as you described there, it's often the, the tension in values that causes that conflict. And you either then have to compromise and you feel you're losing part of yourself or, or you know, leave. Yep. So it's great when those two can be the same. And, and when you were talking about just some of what keeps you grounded, clearly all of that personal element came out, your friends, your family, those are also values that we hold dear that help us focus on our, our true north. It's interesting to me, I mean, I introduced the show and everyone knows that my big focus is leading from the inside out. And a big part of that is knowing who you are, knowing what your values, because you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing with the authenticity and the integrity if you weren't clear about who's Mark, what's important to me, and is what's important to me in alignment to this business I'm leading, and therefore I can show up as myself fully authentically. Um, and it's when leaders don't know that or they're not really clear about what's really important to them, that's when they end up being leading in rather ruthless ways than healthy yeah. and engaging ways. Or, or if there's a huge disconnect between you're clear on who you are, but you're working for an organization that's holding values that are very different, you know? So if, you, yeah. if you're a kind and caring person and wants to help and support lots of people, you know, don't go and work in an investment bank who, <laughs> who, whose core purpose is making yeah. money any cost you know potentially and i'm not saying all yeah yeah exactly yeah some of them so that that's where you get that big disconnect and and and, um yeah that's that's something to resolve one way or the other exactly yeah 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 exactly i um i came across this quote early on and shared it recently on social media and and it just comes to mind as we're having this conversation and it's we don't need more people leading who have more power then they have character. We need more great women who lead. We need more great men who lead, who know their values, who know what they stand for. And, and even what you said earlier on, I thought was incredibly powerful, who know the difference between their role and, and who they are. And our role comes with privileges. But when we suddenly think, but I am this person that is higher than everyone else, that's when it begins to corrupt us and corrupt our, our relationships. What's, what's your reaction to, to that mm. quote? No, I, I agree. And it comes back a, a little bit to, to the question you were asking earlier on about the, the leadership today and, and mm. what it means to be a leader today and why it's different to what it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. You know, the, the, the corporations of the past were very, hierarchical, bureaucratic, top-down, in, in, instructive um, organisations and, and leaders that um, were very good at shouting loudly and telling people what to do were quite successful. Um, and organisations were set up that way. But, but these days, 
um, employees have more choices. Um, I think they are they value individuals and organization and brands that have a core sense of purpose more than mm. ever before. And, and you get found out very quickly if what you say and what you do are two very different things. And, and, and actually anyone who's been a leader, the, 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 and I've certainly learned on my journey that the, the telling people what to do is one of the, the least effective <laughs> strategies in getting things done. Um, it, it, it's, it's working out how to harness what, what people really want to achieve and uh, getting the teams to really come up with their plans and ideas rather than, rather than in, in instructing them. I mean, there's times where, you do sure. need to, um, in particularly in times of crisis, uh, getting stuff done. You just need to get on with stuff and tell people mm -hmm. what to do. But generally, that's one of the least effective things you can do these days with a modern workforce. Yeah. Um, so a lot, a lot has changed, and um, I think that's um, that's something all, all leaders will, will be reflecting on. And and we are seeing a demand. You know, if you look at Satya Nadella as an example at Microsoft, and mm -hmm. compared to Steve Ballmer. In terms of leadership style, you couldn't get a more polar opposite leadership style there. You know, one was, you know, very brash, very loud, very uh, sales oriented, very directional as a as a as a leader. Um, whereas Satya is very much, um, you know, ex exploring um, how people can be vulnerable, how people can be open, challenging uh, each other, holding each other to account, building a culture from the ground up, mm. um, and. I think he's a great example of a, of, a, of a modern leader and a very different leadership style. And look at the results. Sure. Um, you can achieve amazing results acting very differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, we can, just that, that description reminds me of one of the, my favorite CEO references. Um, it's chief energy officer rather than chief executive officer. So how do you how do you harness the energy of your yeah. people and unleash more of that passion and motivation? And um, and Satya example is a great way of saying you can actually do it by tapping into more of your humanity, more of who we are as people, and and drawing out ideas and valuing people and respecting the perspectives that they can bring that diversity not just of culture but of thought and and ideas is a powerful one to harness for the greater good so um yeah. brilliant you, you talked about the your journey as a leader and you know how how things have evolved and, and changed i'd love to know who or what inspires you to grow as a leader what, what do you tend to turn to or who um yeah it's a good it's it's a good question i mean i'm always um i've always been someone who has enjoyed learning new new things um and 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 they for me it's not necessarily stuff at work you know I, i'm as interested in how the barista in our coffee um shop makes makes their coffee sure. and, and how that different to how I make as, as I am about um, how how new digital architecture is being built and so you know I think the, the the great thing about being in the job I'm in is is the variety we have which means I never feel like I, I know everything because there's just too much going on you know we've got a huge retail organization huge digital technical organization network um, you know 
AI, machine learning, all these new things coming in, marketing, branding, engineering, you know, huge financial um, balance sheet and, and challenges there. So everywhere I look, there's stuff that I, I, <laughs> I can know a lot more about. Sure. Uh, and, there's, yeah, yeah. And, and, and there's a fa- amazing people who know a lot more about it than me. So, um, you know, I've still got that desire to learn and that's, that does, that does um, drive me. And I, I you know, I'm, I think in this position, you just want to, you can be more effective if you've got better context and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, if you, if you, you can improve the con- your context and your vision by understanding everyone's perspectives a little bit better, um, personal perspectives, technical perspectives, uh, just makes you better at what you do and makes your job easier as well. That's the other incentive. It, it makes your job easier uh, <laughs> sure. if you know a little bit more about what's going on. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, I've always been in technology and consumer businesses and brands and that, that they, they do uh, excite me. You know, I was in the video game industry before and the entertainment industries. So that was a lot of fun. Where I am right now is at the, the, the sort of epicenter of, the likes of Apple and Google and Samsung, these huge sort of hardware organizations, we're building these amazing networks. You've got digital platforms and disruption happening. So everywhere you look, there's just stuff, exciting stuff going on. If you're into that kind of thing. Sure. Um, that is changing every day. So I think that's the, the blessing and the curse of the, of the industry and the role I'm in, which is every day there's something new happening that you weren't necessarily expecting the day before. And that keeps you on your toes very much. Yeah. I'm curious with that, actually, because, you know, earlier on, you were talking about one of the challenges that leaders are facing today is change. With all of the change that you've seen over time, on the one hand, it's it's exciting, you're curious about it. But is there a part of you that says, hey, we've been able to navigate this change in the past. So even if it's new, I know we can figure it out. Is that a perspective that, that helps you or... Yeah, uh, it is. I mean, it comes back to what your brand is all about. So, for example, if 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 your brand is is all of as as is uh, aiming to be more personal, more customer focused every single day, that's the thing that drives you. And whatever the technology choices are around that, um, matter less than the focus on the customer, as an example. Sure. Or and we put innovation at, at at the heart of what we pride ourselves on. So again, how we uh, sorry, what what technologies around us are changing doesn't matter. The fact that we always want to be first with them sure. is the thing that drives us. So it's it's having that sort of north star, as you as you said before, um, on on values, on your strategy and your plan, and mm. what matters your brand and what what you want customers to be saying about your business. You know, for us, it's it's in a, innovative. You know, they always seem to be bringing new stuff before everybody else. And um, they really value me as a customer. They're the things that sort of guide us as our North Star. And then everything, everything else is probably changing around us. But that, that's, that's the thing that guides us. Yeah, yeah, that, that's great. And, and we, you're sort of connecting it or connecting different concepts here. Because on a personal level, just knowing, hey, what are my values? Who am I? What do I stand for? And that kind of keeps me grounded. Same thing as an organization. It's the world may be changing and transforming around us all the time, but what's our what's our North Star? What are our values? What's our purpose? And that keeps us grounded in being able to um, deliver for our customers and for our, our people, which is uh, brilliant. Um, 
going to start wrapping up with um, a question. So a huge journey for you, um, leadership journey, career journey. If you could chat with your younger self, just as you were beginning your leadership journey, with all that you know now, the wonderful benefit of hindsight, <laughs> what advice would you give your the younger Mark as you're starting your leadership journey? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, so part, part of me wants to say, you know, it's gone, it's gone quite well. So I, I'd say whatever you were going to do, keep, keep doing it because yeah. you know, I've enjoyed it and I've, I've, I've been for, I've worked for some great people, worked for some great organizations, had a lot of fun, learned a lot of stuff. So I wouldn't want to change too much. So a big part of me would say to him, you know, just, just do what you're going to do. I, but I would say, I would say to him probably just um, be a, in your thirties, just be a little bit more patient. It's going to come. Sure. It's going to come. You know, the hard work's going to pay off, and 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 don't don't be so restless um, to progress and, and 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 move on. And you know, I think I was a, I was a young man in a hurry. At, at, to to quote one of my mentors in my in my thirties, and um, you know, with hindsight, maybe I could have relaxed a little bit. But it's it's difficult because maybe that energy and ambition and restlessness was what got me to where I am today. So it's, it's, it's a hard one to reconcile sometimes. Sure. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, th those are great, great reflections though, right? It's, it's okay. Hey, keep doing what you're doing and, and, um, just, yeah, maybe go easy, be patient. Uh, I, I often say to people, I describe myself, my younger days, a lot of zeal and not a lot of, knowledge and and you know but you build that over time right you're hungry for to make a difference you don't always know what you need to know but that that yeah. comes with time so be patient with that uh, yeah. just final question then mark um a lot of the challenges that leaders face today is a real test on resilience uh, so you've given your younger self some advice just as a final piece then for our viewers and, and listeners, what advice do you have for leaders about just how best to develop and tap into their innate resilience to keep navigating the, the challenges that they may be facing today? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. It's a difficult one to answer because everyone's um, different challenges and different ways of coping, I think. Um, I mean, I always try, I always try to have perspective and, and I think the perspective that I get um you know I remember there was there was a moment where my son had, had a major operation for example and I was sort of ensconced in in Great Ormond Street Hospital and just witnessing all kinds of families and people going through all kinds of challenges and I've, I've never forgotten how that felt and how that put everything in perspective so when, whenever mm. I worry about sort of stuff at work that feels really big I always go back to the moments like that and just think look you know no one's no one's dying it's not mm -hmm. a matter of life or death you know we've missed a sales target or a product's been delayed or you know it's we can cope with this you know there's, there's bigger things going on and you look at what else is going on in the world right now I think it's so important to have that perspective sure uh, so that's one sort of thing I I often do 
is, is, is go back to the moments in, in my life that, that gave me great perspective. Um, I think it comes with experience as well that, that you learn that not to get too up when things are going well and not <laughs> to get too down when things are going badly. Um, because, you know, most of us are working for 30, 40 years. You, you, get, you get ups and downs every day and, you know, every hour at work. And, and it's so important just not to get buffeted by all of that turbulence and, and yeah. you know, coming back to as long as you've got a clear plan and your team are aligned behind the plan and you feel like you're moving closer t- towards that. Some days you may not be moving as quickly as others or even going back. But as long as you know where you're going and you believe in where you're going, that, that really helps. And then, and then I think um, making sure you're fit, making sure you're healthy, making sure you're exercising. You're, you're no good to anyone if you're tired, hungover, grumpy, uh, not thinking clearly. You know, so I, so I, I really do think you know, the responsibility of a leader, certainly Monday to Friday, is is to is to rest, to exercise, uh, you know, to to get to bed early. You know, because your your responsibility is to many, many thousands of people to make good decisions as clearly as mm. you possibly can. And in order to do that, you've got to be as on top of things and as healthy and, and focused as you can be. That's, that's what you, that's what we're here for. Um, so they're the things that I try and do. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I know you said, obviously it depends on where, where people are, their current circumstances, but I can imagine that those ideas would absolutely translate. I know that does for a lot of the leaders I work with, that perspective, that just finding that internal core that keeps you grounded, regardless of all of the volatility and uncertainty around you. And and then just being fit, you, I I describe it as putting your oxygen mask on, right? Just making sure that you're at your best, so you're able to be at your best for others. So that's brilliant. Mark, I feel like we could go on and on and on, uh, but our, our, our time, has run out but thank you so much uh, really enjoyed our conversation and to all our listeners and viewers uh, i'm sure you enjoyed that too uh, final word for me remember that if you want to be a courageous and resilient leader if you want to live life on purpose and with purpose then it starts from the inside out Have a great day. See you on the next show. And Mark, thanks again for coming along. Thank you.